All right, biohackers, who doesn't love a yummy, creamy whey protein shake? Oh, it is such a treat. And I really love it as a meal replacement, post-workout recovery, maybe even a midday snack. So this is why I have to tell you about Puri Protein Powder. I absolutely love the bourbon vanilla flavor and the chocolate, but I think I got to go with the, the vanilla as my favorite. So it's smooth, it's delicious. And you know what else? It's pretty awesome that the flavors come from real natural ingredients like the bourbon vanilla seeds from Madagascar. And let's talk about quality because there's a lot of junk whey protein on the market that I would not recommend. So the Puree whey protein, it comes from pasture-raised cow's milk with no hormones, no GMOs, and no pesticides. This is because Puree's mission has always been to be the best at offering pure, clean, and superior products that, that support health and well-being. And what I think truly sets them apart is that they are fully transparent with their product testing. Every batch is third-party tested against more than 200 contaminants and certified clean by the Clean Label Projects. Not all brands can say this. Plus, each product contains a QR code so you can personally scan it and review the test results at home. I know you're excited to try it out. So what you're going to do is head on over to puri.com slash biohackerbabes. That's P-U-O-R-I.com slash biohackerbabes. And then make sure you use promo code biohackerbabes at checkout to save 20%. All right, let's get back to the show. An overwhelming amount of studies have been funded by the drug companies that are standing to profit from these medications. Hey there, welcome to the Biohacker Babes podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Renee, a certified nutritional consultant with a master's degree in nutrition. What's up? And I'm Lauren, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and Czech movement specialist. We're sisters and we're joining forces to empower you to become your own biohacker and upgrade your life. Our mission is to provide actionable steps so you can optimize your health, strengthen your intuition, and support your body's natural healing abilities. Because life is too short to not feel your best every single day. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome back to episode 215 of the Biohacker Babes. If you're new here, my name is Renee Bells and I'm co-hosting with my sister across the country who was Lauren Sambatero until a few days ago, but now for the first time, Miss Lauren Woodard. Welcome to the show. Oh my gosh. Hello. Thanks. Hi, sis. I haven't changed my name yet, but yes, I guess I am Lauren Woodard. I will. Yeah. Or Lauren Woodhouse. Yeah. If you will. <laughs> we can make up already all the names. I already have nicknames because there's been, uh, you know, jokes and mistakes and things. So we're already altering the last name in funny yeah. ways. Yeah. But now you have the fun job of going around and changing your license and all your bills and all the things. It's exciting. Yeah. It's an exciting process. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So for anyone listening, if you have any biohacks for making that experience better, let me know. Not Life really. Hacks. You know, now that the wedding is over and my nervous system can go like <sighs> after a whole year of, of working on this, you've been married, you know, I don't really want to plan or organize anything else. So send me the biohacks, any tips, tricks, yeah. anything you think I need to know that I don't know. And I don't, I know nothing about how to start that process. So help. Yeah. 
Yeah. Help. It's a lot. I know it's a weird feeling to not have that constant need to plan in your brain, which you've had for the past year. I know that feeling. It's kind of mm-hmm. a nice relief. So enjoy the downtime. It is. And I'm definitely going to, you know, it's hard for me to think or talk about anything else right now because we're still kind of basking in the the afterglow. It was weird. I checked my countdown and for so long, you know, we're getting closer, closer, closer. Now the countdown says negative three. I'm like, so weird. But weird. I know. So we're after, but you know, it's, I'm still very much in it. So it's a little bit difficult for me to navigate and refocus on, on anything else. But I do have a lot to say in regards to wedding planning, the weekend of the wedding and how it impacts our health and resiliency. So we are going to kind of circle back to some biohacking and just my reflections on, on how my body handled that whole event. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, just the two of us today. We haven't done this in a a while. So we try to do every couple episodes like this. I think 205 was the last one like this. So our layout, we typically share the biohacks we're testing, what we're reading, some fun scientific research in the news, and then some personal reflections, including wedding reflections. And then a couple of events that are coming up. We would love to see you all there. So yeah. Ready to jump in? Just the two of us. Let's do it. (laughs) Our theme song. All right. First up, One Skin. We're both testing this out. So this is a really interesting product. It's actually using a peptide for your skin. And uh, so one skin, they actually call it OS01. O1 is the peptide. And it's the first ingredient scientifically proven to reverse skin's biological age at the molecular level. And what's really cool is they actually screened over 900 peptides to try and discover this. And they finally found one that reduces senescent cell accumulation. And you've heard us talk about senescent cells on the podcast. We actually did one entire episode with Lauren from Neurohacker about this. So we know that when senescent cells build up, we see a lot of the signs of aging all throughout the body, but also with the skin, right? That's a big reason why we get wrinkles and see the aging, which nobody wants to see. (laughs) So they have a, a couple different products. They have an eye product, eye cream. They have just a face cream, and then they have a body lotion. I have to say the body lotion has been the biggest game changer for me. And to be totally honest, the first couple of times I put it on, I was like, it's, it feels weird. And looking back- a little sticky? Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm so used to it, but I think the reason it felt weird was it was just different. I'm realizing Hmm. that all these years I've been using even like beauty counter lotion, which is great, all these organic products. I think the lotion really just sits on top of your skin and it feels moist for like a little bit, but then it just kind of comes off and doesn't do anything. It doesn't actually heal the skin. This is actually like penetrating the skin. It's healing the aging that's happening there. And my skin, Miss like dry skin queen over here, and I've been that way my whole life, even before I moved to the desert, my skin is like soft. And it looks better, like my legs, my arms. I'm like literally just like looking at it right now. Yeah, I'm like Ooh. I'm loving it. I'm almost out of my first bottle. I'm like I got to get more. <laughs> Is there a lasting effect? Like, have you gone days without it and noticed that that effect didn't continue? I've been using it morning and evening, every okay. day. But even like when you traveled to the East Coast for my wedding, did you have it with you? Oh, good point. I did not bring it with me. Now the humidity over there was a little higher, obviously. So I feel like it still lasted. Yeah, I don't okay. feel like my skin was that dry there. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, because you switched environments, so more moisture in the air. I stayed in the same climate. 
I didn't have my, my one skin with me either. And I've noticed the same thing that you said. My skin is just much more moisturized. I noticed just in general, my leg, leg skin sounds just strange. My leg skin, <laughs> leg my skin. leg skin is so much more dry than the rest of my body. And this stuff for the same is a game changer. And I look down, I'm like, wow, my, my legs are kind of glowing, which I've never experienced in my entire life. But then I didn't have it over the weekend at the wedding and the dry skin kind of came back. But I can't tell you how good I was about doing it in the days up to the wedding. But hmm. I haven't put any on on today and they look good. <laughs> look I've never good. said Looking that about good. my legs. Like, oh, OK. <laughs> yeah, I feel like with all like the sun damage from the years when we used to go in the tanning beds and like not use sunscreen, I, I feel like it's starting to heal some of that damage. Oh, really great. That. And then the yeah. face stuff, I, I haven't been consistent with it just because I have like, I have NAD skincare, I have this, I have beauty counter, I kind of like rotate. But I will say two of your bridesmaids were so sweet over the weekend. One of them was like, did you get Botox? She's She listens to the podcast. She's going to know. Hi. <laughs> and I was like, no, I've never had Botox. And she's like, I hate you. <laughs> Thank so you. So maybe it's doing something. <laughs> hate you. And then, Thanks. And then one of your other bridesmaids, same thing, was like, your skin is amazing. I'm like, really? Okay, Your cool. skin does look very good. Thank you. Yours too. Yours too. Well, I've done some so. things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it really pays off to do all the things. I mean, I've been like a morning and evening routine skincare person forever. So yeah, makes a difference. Yeah. I definitely love their products. And this is not product specific, but the packaging really sold me, especially the face bottle, because I travel yeah. so much and you do too. It is the easiest thing to pack and, you know, doesn't open or spill. I trust that I could take it anywhere. I am obsessed with that packaging for the face cream specifically and yeah, feels really good and looks really good. Cause there's a lot of, you know, if you listen to our podcast, how long ago was it with young goose a year ago, a year ago. And we really talked about what does it mean to be healthier or natural and sort of like the makeup and skincare world? Natural isn't always better because it's not necessarily stable. So we're talking about efficiency, but stability. And is this stuff really even lasting or doing what we think it is? And I think for some of those healthier skincare lines or products, I believe in the research, I don't always necessarily see it on my face. And of course, we always want instant gratification. I can still trust in the research, but I'm like, I just want a little something to tell me and show me it's working. And one skin, I feel like immediately I love the way it feels and looks. And there's like really great research behind it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're going to do a podcast potentially with them in the new year. So stay tuned. We're going to get, you know, do a do yeah. deeper dive on the science. It's a, and it's a, I think it's a women owned business. I think it was four it female PhDs that started it. PhDs, but also beautiful Brazilian women. So yeah, <laughs> excited to connect and learn more about them and about the products. So stay tuned. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, some re new red light therapy. We are now sticking red light up our noses, up our noses, noses. and in our I ears. I should have kicked this segment off because I got on Zoom and my sister is sitting here looking like Rudolph. <laughs> yeah. The first time I put it in, I just walked over to Ryan. I didn't say anything. And he's like, oh my God. <laughs> so please explain. It, it looks like it sounds. You have these little uh, things that go clip onto your nose. So it's shining red light up your nose. Uh, the current brand that we're trying is called Cerebral Fit. 
So why the nasal passages? So it's actually a great place for red light therapy because the membranes there are so thin and they're transparent and the light can easily enter into the bloodstream. Um, We know that this is a really efficient way to deliver red light to the whole body, especially to the brain and the hippocampus more specifically. So you're like, okay, why would we do this? Great for improving memory, brain function, preventing cognitive decline. And I will say, if I had a friend or loved one with dementia or Alzheimer's, this would be probably my number one biohack for them. They're doing some really, really great research research on using this for dementia. Yeah. And then the ears are a little different. So I know they're saying it helps with tinnitus or tinnitus, however you want to say it. I'm going to try it and see. I've been having a lot of jaw pain recently. I broke my jaw 20 years ago. I think it's just maybe as I get older, my jaw is not super happy. So I'm going to try that and see, see how it goes. I like that. I would assume that another big kind of selling point is that it is small, compact, and easily travelable. Yeah, super tiny. Super tiny. Yeah. This little like cute little box. Cute little box. Because we love our red light panels. I We both highly recommend them if you've heard us. Always talking about red light panels and so many applications. And I love that you can use it on any part of your body. But this is really cool because if you do travel a lot or you don't have space for a panel, it sounds like this could be a solution. I don't know the solution, but you know, another for sure. option for you to yeah, experience yeah. red light. Yeah. And they also sent us a mouth guard, which I have not personally tried yet. I, maybe I'll open that up today. And they're saying it's good for um, a lot of like inflammation. So people with like periodontal disease, if you tend to get a lot of cavities, it's really good for reducing inflammation in the mouth. Also for teeth sensitivity, which is what I'm trying it for. Ooh. Um, again, when I broke my jaw 20 years ago, ever since then, my teeth have been really sensitive. So I'm excited to try that out. Yeah. I'm excited to try all of it. I have not taken it out of the box Been a little, uh, a little busy, a little busy. So thank you for, uh, sharing that research and your experience yeah. <laughs> with me. So stay tuned. I'm sure we'll be posting lots of fun pictures on Instagram really soon. <laughs> Don't wait for Christmas. Yeah. For oh, right. A new supplement I just got in the mail, Lauren, you maybe got yours in the mail called Kill Switch. The name is hilarious. It's a supplement for sleep. And the tagline is sleep like you're dead. Okay. Amazing. I love the kill switch because I think about that all the time. I'm like, where is the on off button for the brain so I can just go to sleep? Yes. Which we said the the night before your wedding, we had a little sleepover, just the two of us. And we were like laying there at, oh my gosh, like 2.30 in the morning. And we're like, where's the switch? Yeah. (laughs) The supplement had only come sooner. (laughs) So kill switch. The ingredients are nothing like crazy and bizarre. I mean, L-theanine, GABA, magnesium, tart cherry, things that we see. But what I do like is it's in like a cocoa powder. It tastes like hot chocolate. (gasps) What? Yeah. So I just I also haven't it found up. mine yet. It, I'm sure it's somewhere. I don't know exciting. if I sent it to New York or Maryland, but it's somewhere. So yeah, you just blend it up with some hot water before bed. I just did a tiny bit because I don't like to have a lot of liquid before bed, obviously. And yeah, it's like a little hot chocolate treat. It's just, I think it's stevia as the sweetener. So no sugar. Yeah. And I'm imagining this helps people fall asleep quicker, more easily. What have you experienced? So I've only taken it once. I fell asleep really fast. I stayed asleep. I didn't wake up at all. Like not even, I usually wake up once to go to the bathroom. I didn't wake up once. Yeah. And I woke up before my alarm. So stay tuned on that. I didn't know that it was a drink. That makes me really excited. I love a bedtime sleepy chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Better than capsules before bed. Yeah. I think, well, I always think with anything, any supplementation, 
it helps for it to be really intentional. And it's hard to have intent when you're swallowing a capsule. It's like anything could be in there. It really helps to see something and feel it and experience it. So that's why I like a drink as well. But I I do limit the amount of liquid, the volume. But still, you know, could do a little chocolate shot like that. Yeah. Cool. All right. Okay. This is a new one, Lauren. I didn't even tell you I'm experimenting with this. So my husband, Ryan, and I are trying two peptides combination. So sermorelin and ipermorelin, we got them as trochies. So just experimenting. So these are, are pretty well-researched peptides. So I, I wanted to see what the hype is all about. So if you're not familiar with these, so sermorelin, it increases HGH levels in the body. So this does a lot of things. So we can see improved muscle mass, decreased body fat, improved sleep quality, better skin tone, and increased energy. And then the ipamorelin that's combined in there also helps burn body fat and boost recovery from workouts. So it's a really cool thing to combine. So my husband and I are doing it for four weeks. It's five days on, two days off. We just started week two yesterday. So probably too soon to see anything, but we're going to try it for a month and see. For me, I'm looking for better muscle tone and we'll keep an eye on my sleep data for sure. My skin, energy, that's what I'm going for. Do you need so. better muscle tone, Renee Bells? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Eye roll moment. It's I, well, that, that part was more for Ryan. He was like, I want to try it and see. And I'm like, all right, well, let's do it together. It'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. What is the research? I guess what's the biggest benefit that the research is putting out there? Like what's the headline around these two compounds? I would say body composition and recovery. If I had to put it in just two things, faster recovery from workouts, you mean faster recovery. Yeah. And I think that's partially how, what it's doing to the, maybe to the muscles, but also because it's improving sleep quality. I'm assuming that's a big part of why people are recovering faster. Nice. So, yeah. And they're in trochies. So if anyone is like nervous about injecting peptides, because most of them are injections, the trochies are nice. Just dissolve it. Although, it, okay. I know we got to wrap this up, but I will say. They recommend to take it before bed because it mo it makes most people sleepy. So the first time I took it, I took it at 8 p.m. I was wide awake till 1 a.m. <gasps> so again, bio-individuality here. So I immediately yeah. reached out to the doctor that I got it from, and he said, you know what? Some people, it gives them energy. Most people, it makes them tired, so we say take it before bed. But for me, I get this like crazy, like nice boost in energy. But I have to take it at 2.30 in the afternoon now to be able to sleep fine. Interesting. So I yeah. took sermorelin, and you said, how did how did you pronounce it? Oh, sermorelin? That's sermorelin. Sermorelin, tomato, tomato. Yeah. Whatever. I took injections. This is a while back. And so I'm actually, I'm digging into my brain trying to remember exactly my experience. I don't remember anyone ever telling me to take it at nighttime. I think I took it during the day. And I d definitely didn't feel sleepy. So potentially I would have had that same effect if I had taken it at nighttime. Interesting. I do generally remember that I was sleeping really well around that time. But, you know, I guess for our audience to know, we do try a lot of things and we do our best to really isolate and run clear experiments. But sometimes it's hard because we are trying so many things. Uh, the point of trying all these things is to really like lean into the research and understand what's out there so that we can help you as consumers. And, you know, we're, we're constantly experimenting with ourselves to really see like what moves the needle the most. I, yeah. I definitely remember enjoying it and okay, cool. I'd have to go back in my notes and my aura ring stats to find out if 
sleep stats changed. Okay, cool. I didn't know you did that. Yeah. Okay. So report mm-hmm. back. Okay. And it's Christmas at your house, Renee. What else you got? What else? No. All right. Okay. One more. <laughs> one more. Uh, the Hop Box, which is the yes. human optimization project from our dear friend, Dr. Amy Killen, Amy B. Killen, to be more exact. We love her. She's been on the podcast, I think, maybe about a year ago. But their goal is to help people age gratefully. I think also gracefully, <laughs> but gratefully is their tagline. Mm-hmm. So, What's really cool about this is it comes in these little packets. You take two packets per day, um, really easy to travel with, but they combine so many great ingredients into like, what is it? Five capsules. It's like so Mm -hmm. small, but it combats nine of the hallmarks of aging, Uh, genomic instability, telomere attrition, epigenetic alteration, mitochondrial dysfunction, senescent cells, all these things. And so, and now there's actually 12 hallmarks of aging, but the problem with trying to combat all of those is you end up taking like 50 supplements. They have found mm-hmm. a way to get enough ingredients into a few capsules twice a day to be able to target that. You know, things like quercetin, spermidine, uh, nicotin- nicotinamide, riboside, dihydroberberine, B vitamins. Uh, great. And it comes in this beautiful little box and I love what they're doing. They're really making it easy for people to age better. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. I've always been a little on edge about the tearaway packets because I'm like, oh, it's more trash. But actually, when you think about it, if you have a counter full of supplements in glass jars, which really is not that sustainable and not recyclable, well, not really recyclable, the tearaway packets is really not producing that much trash. And yes, I, anytime I travel, I'm like, oh God, packing all the supplements, I always forget something and then I forget to take it. The tearaway packets, amazing, amazing. and. Yeah. I, interesting. So my HRV had just been going down, down, down for the last couple of months in preparation for my wedding. And I hadn't really zoomed in on that information. That's a current, like a very recent reflection, but I started taking the hot box and we've been testing it with our N of one app. You guys have heard about the N of one. We've had Kyle come on to talk about it. And Kyle and Amy are good friends and they kind of brought this project together. But N of one is an amazing app that has privacy protection around our data, but it's collecting the community's data. So we can really get bigger insights than we can from Aura, Whoop, all the wearables out there. It's a little bit of a, a tangent, but- And it's pulling been, from Aura Ring. It is pulling from our wearables. Pulling from but, that, yeah. But what the reports that it's producing are like so much more vast and chock full of information. So I zoomed in on my HRV when I started taking the hotbox. I was like, oh my gosh, dropping my HRV. Now reflecting back, like it was not the hot box. My HRV was just dropping because I've had more stress on my nervous system. And uh, I took yeah. it through the weekend and now I'm on the an upswing again. And I feel really good taking it. Really great, good. Great. Yeah. I've only been taking it for, I guess, maybe a week. But some of our friends that have been taking it have been reporting uh, more deep sleep. Seems like that's mm. the biggest marker on their aura ring they're seeing. I'm like, oh, all right, bring it on. Yeah. Who doesn't want more of that? Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. What else did I want to say? Oh, about the HRV. So another confounding variable, I was trying to tease through this data later. So it was like wedding stress, but I also noticed I was in the luteal phase of my menstrual cycle when HRV naturally drops. I'm saying this because I think it's so important to really consider like step back, zoom out and look at all the variables because I instinctually just went, oh, it was this new supplement must be not doing what it's supposed to be doing. And then I zoomed out and was like, oh no, X, Y, Z all contributed. 
And I think that's just such an, an important practice for us to all do in our health and wellness journey. Keep zooming out because often you're missing something when you just jump to a conclusion like that. Right, right. Yeah, for women, it's definitely good to to track something over 30 days and see, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to impact you so much differently on week two than week four. So mm-hmm. great point. Great point. Yeah. Uh, what else are you trying, Lauren? Well, I'm going to open the red light nasal therapy soon and one skin as well. And then another NAD skincare product called Intuis. Brand new. Is it even accessible to the public yet? I think it is. Before I started yeah. talking about it. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Brand new. Apparently available. It is NAD, NAD plus. So they've used a liposomal technology to deliver pharma grade active NAD plus. So, um, you know, all these products are exploding on the market and really just, it's really fun to compare and contrast all the different ones. I got a chemical peel a couple of weeks ago from my cousin pre-wedding for my skin, which I loved and very, very minimal downtime recovery after one, because I did a newer version of the peel that I guess you don't peel as much. You don't get as irritated and red, but also I used the Intuiz NAD skincare face cream and I had no side effects from this peel. Wow. No redness. My skin got like a little bit dry, but I had zero peeling. Zero. Is that because of the newer chemical peel? Was it because of the NAD? I don't know, but I love the way this product feels on my skin. And we were talking about how it smells so amazing. I love the smell. I love it too. But I can't figure out what it is. I think it it. smells like flowers, but my husband hates it. He's like, oh, you put that, you put that on again, didn't you? I'm like, oh, sorry. He's very sensitive to the smells. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Sorry. I get Mm -hmm. to enjoy it. Jeremy doesn't seem to notice or, or care of the smells, but I was looking through the ingredients and I actually can't figure out what the ingredient is that makes it smell so amazing because it's all natural. Mm. Um, But there's some kind of fruit extract. I'm assuming that's it, but smells amazing, feels amazing, comes in this tiny skinny little tube, even more easy to travel than the one skin, if you could get more easy than that. So, I mean, those are just huge bonuses, I think for the both of us that we can travel. It feels good. Great research behind it. So we'll share some resources on that. And we're definitely going to do more episodes about NAD skincare and all emerging research. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the packaging, like the pump on the top and like the outer case you keep that for life. You just have these little refill cartridges. So mm-hmm. less environmental waste yeah. is an upside. Yeah, definitely. All right. All right. I think that's a wrap on what we're testing. Definitely. Hey, biohackers. Are you looking to supercharge your focus, motivation, and mental clarity? Well, look no further because we've got something exciting to share with you today. It's called Blue Canatine by Prescriptions, and it's a game changer for those who want to unlock their full potential. Blue Canatine is a unique cutting-edge supplement that combines four powerful ingredients, methylene blue, caffeine, nicotine, and CBD. This extraordinary blend is designed to support your energy levels, enhance your concentration, and give you the mental clarity and motivation you need to tackle your day head-on. So let's break it down. First up, methylene blue. This powerful compound has been shown to enhance mitochondrial function, helping your cells produce more energy. It's like a jumpstart for your brain and body, keeping you alert and focused. 
This is also what's responsible for those fun blue tongue photos we post on social media. But don't worry, if you don't want the blue tongue, you can always swallow the turkey instead. Next up, we have caffeine. We all know caffeine is a classic pick-me-up, but combined with the other ingredients in blue canatine, it's like caffeine on steroids without the jitters. Next up, we have nicotine. Now, before you jump to any conclusions, blue canatine uses a very, very low dose of nicotine at just one milligram for an entire trochee. This has been shown to have cognitive enhancing effects, which is one reason why we love taking it before recording a podcast. And finally, we have CBD. This just helps create a sense of balance and relaxation to complement the energy-boosting effects of the other ingredients. And the best part, blue canatine is backed by science and carefully crafted to provide consistent, reliable results. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a student, a busy parent, or anyone looking to maximize their productivity, this supplement is here to help you perform at your peak. All right, so you ready to try it yourself? Head on over to troscriptions.com. Make sure you use promo code BIOHACKERBABES to get an exclusive 10% discount on your purchase. Again, that's troscriptions.com. And I will put the link in the show notes. So go ahead and scroll down to check that out. All right, let's get back to the show. We got some research for you. Renee dug up some some fun stuff. What do you got, Naze? Yeah, just some stats that came my way about well-being worldwide. So... 67% say well-being is a top priority. 77% take personal responsibility to improve it. It's actually higher than I expected. That's way higher than I would expect. Yeah. But again, who did they survey, right? That's always the question with statistics. But uh, only 12% say their well-being is where it should be, though. And then 44%... how many? 12? 12. Yeah. So people are even if they're prioritizing it, they're not seeing the results that they want to see. There's something missing there. And then- is it, I mean, obviously self-reported. So what does that mean to you? How does that feel to you? Could it be that we always want more? Right. Are they they dissatisfied or are they just like satisfied but want more? But still 12% low. Yeah. And then the final one, 44% believe actually achieving overall well-being may be impossible. So feeling- defeated in that. I hate that. Yeah. So when I shared this with you, you said, well, what's the takeaway here? And I think it's that people are becoming more aware of the importance of like living a healthy lifestyle. Like there's no argument around all of that now, but I think people aren't, maybe, maybe it's a lack of agency. It's a lack of access to certain things, you know, and that's why we're always promoting the free biohacks because we never want well-being to be out of reach due to finances. Right. Mm-hmm. We want it to be accessible to everyone, but or time. Or time. Yeah. Lack of time and money. But and then you also mentioned, you know, maybe people are overwhelmed by too much information. Another goal of the podcast mm-hmm. is I know there's so much out there. Like you can put any question into Google or Chat GPT, you'll get the answer. But it's like there's a missing piece of then how do we implement that? How do we know what actually works? And so like I was saying on the podcast, we're trying to get all the information and share to you all what we think really makes the big difference for all of these things. And then maybe lack of community, right? So you're, they say you're as healthy as the five closest friends you have. And so if you don't have anyone else that's supporting your health journey, if they're not personally on a health journey and you feel alone, that could be a missing piece too. Yeah, definitely. So, so we're here to help you with your well-being. Any way that we can, please let us know if there's anything we're missing that we can help you better with. 
And yeah, it just reminded yeah. me, like we used to run biohacker babes challenges and we have gotten away from that. So if anyone is interested in joining a biohacker babes challenge, we could run one again. And I think we have talked to Kyle at N of one and potentially running experiments or challenges through the app. So if that interests you and we will share more on social and email campaigns, but I think uh, we will definitely offer some opportunities in the near future. If you feel like you are doing this alone, we don't want you to feel alone. Everything is better with a buddy, with a group, with community. Even if you don't know that community support is invaluable. Yeah. And we're open to ideas. We could do a free biohack, like everyone do morning sunshine for 30 days or everyone walk 15,000 steps every day. Or we could do a supplement like the hot box or, you know, we're open to ideas. And Mm -hmm. so with this idea of community, um, we also saw that some statistics about exercise. So combining a sense of belonging with the benefits of physical activity, social fitness is proving to be the perfect antidote to hopelessness. Uh, 65% Mm -hmm. say moving their body improves their mental health. 50% 50% turn to their community for exercise, which plays an active role in improving well-being. So I think, yeah, finding your gym, your, I don't know, your pickleball community, you know, whatever. <laughs> Thinking pickleball. Yeah. I, maybe that's why pickleball is like all the rage because it's combining physical activity and community. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's why I love Orange Theory. It's like, you know, I only go two days a week, but the the friends, the coaches, the music, I, I can't get that anywhere else. I love it. Yeah. And that's like recharge where I've been going with mom. It's a CrossFit like gym. So it's run by physical therapists, CrossFit like programming, but it's not under the umbrella of actual CrossFit. And I have all the workouts exist on an app. So before you show up to the gym, the class, you can read through the workouts and prepare yourself, which also means when you're away. So for me, when I'm in New York and can't go to class, I can look at the app and do the workouts. When I do those workouts on my own, I really hate it. I don't enjoy the workouts. And it's like, how could I have the same workout and sometimes be in love and so overjoyed and have so much fun? And then I do the same workout in a different environment. The only missing piece is the people in the community. So I think if you could, not that you have, maybe you can get the best uh, best of both worlds with great programming and community. But if you had to sacrifice somewhere where I'm not an Orange Theory fan, but like, showing up to class with other people is probably more beneficial than not showing up. Right. So, you know, I'm always talking to clients about like, can you just sneak in movement at home or between work calls or between picking up your kids? Maybe that is not the most ideal, but we should still try to do it. But the, I think the gold standard or the ideal is to try to go work out in community. Like you said, pickleball, finding CrossFit like gym, going to a dance class, grabbing a buddy and going for a walk. All great options. And in Loma, Loma Linda, which is one of the blue zones, the only blue zone in the United States, they they play a lot of tennis. They mm. like hang out together and play tennis. I mean, pickleball is the new tennis. So it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. All right. Well, so we'll drip out some opportunities, but always curious to hear from you guys. How are you engaging or how are you bridging that gap between community and exercise? If it's not pickleball. Give us some other ideas. <laughs> this episode sponsored by Pickleball. Yeah. <laughs> sponsored by Jigsaw Health, which essentially sponsors Pickleball. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what one of the most frustrating things about sleep is for me is when you wake up in the middle of the night and you can't shut your brain off and you're thinking about, 
all the things you need to do the next day, or maybe the things that you did the day before that you would have done differently. Oh, I hate when this happens. And I'm guessing it's probably happened to you a couple times, maybe every night. Well, let me tell you my new secret to deal with this. You have probably heard of magnesium breakthrough by bioptimizers and how it's great for sleep and promoting calmness and relaxation. What I found out is that the brains behind Magnesium Breakthrough have taken it to the next level with a product specifically designed for sleep. It's called Sleep Breakthrough, and I think this could be a game changer in the field. So Sleep Breakthrough is a delicious pre-bed drink that combines the power of magnesium with other natural ingredients like valerian root to help us fall asleep faster, stay asleep longer, and wake up feeling refreshed. Any night that I take sleep breakthrough, I sleep through the night, no crazy monkey brain in the middle of the night, and I'm ready to tackle the next day. So I highly recommend giving sleep breakthrough a try. Trust me. Go ahead, visit sleepbreakthrough.com slash biohackerbabes. Oh, and guess what? You get a discount. So if you use promo code biohackerbabes10 at checkout, you'll get a discount and they might throw in a little surprise gift for you guys. Uh, one more reason why we love shopping at Bioptimizers. So go ahead. Head over to sleepbreakthrough.com slash biohackerbabes to get your sleep breakthrough and start sleeping great tonight. All, All right. right. Moving on to social commentary, maybe a sort of newer category in our our outline. But Renee, Renee and I could not overlook the fact that everyone is still talking about these weight loss drugs, Ozempic, Jardiance, Rebelsis. There's a lot in that category, right? I think at this point, everyone Govi. has heard of them. Wagovi, all over the TV. They're like, everywhere I go in public, I hear snippets of conversations. Do you remember that Instagram account? I don't know if it started on Instagram, maybe it was a Facebook oh. or a Twitter thing, but overheard in New York or overheard in LA. Yeah. It would be like drive-by snippets of conversations. So taken out of context, it was just hilarious. Uh, I don't know if th these are hilarious, but I was thinking about that in terms of this conversation and that I hear these drive-by snippets, people talking about it all over the place. Just walking down the street, I hear people talking about it, which is wild. Wild. And I think important and worth talking about. So yeah, um, people seem to have really strong opinions about it and everyone seems to know someone that's on it. And so we just thought it would be fun to revisit this topic. We have done a little bit of a we did a segment on it on GLP-1 and what GLP-1 actually is because your body naturally makes it. Renee, pop quiz, do you know what episode that was to share with our audience? I, I want to say that was 205. Okay, 205. So if you want to learn more about the natural compounds that these medications are derived from, you can learn about that because our body does naturally produce it and we can get it to produce it even better. Um, if you do X, Y, and Z, and we go into that in that episode, because the important thing to know is no one has a deficiency of GLP-1. So the question is, why are we taking these medications? So the question we want to offer today and to hopefully answer is, are these medications bad? Are they good? If you've listened to us for a while, you probably know that we think we, you know, we accept the spectrum and we think things need to kind of fall in this gray area. And we definitely need to consider bioindividuality. So the answer is they are not inherently good or bad. It really depends on the individual. I would say some people really need it. I, of all the clients that I see in the metabolic health CGM world, I've had less than five clients where I really recommended it and thought it was a good fit. Most people do not need it. But yeah, if you have true insulin resistance, if you have issues with appetite control, 
maybe your lifestyle is insanely busy and you're trying to do all the right things. It's a little bit of a gray area there, but it could potentially be used as a kickstart. So then the question is, how do we get off of it intentionally? But for the most part, I would say for the majority of, majority of people, if you are not doing the basics, that's number one, not doing the basics. Number two, if in general, you're under the age of 35, that's not something that's in the literature. That's just my own opinion under the age of 35. And you don't have an insulin problem. You do not need these medications, my opinion, because there's a lot of side effects. There's a lot of disadvantages and you can Google it. You can look to the research, but what I've seen and experienced in clients is that it drops HRV, which is our marker of resiliency. It does make you less resilient. It raises your heart rate, also plays into resiliency. We get gastrointestinal issues, nausea, diarrhea, not on the lower doses, but generally as you titrate up, which you have to titrate up when you're getting started, can really affect GI stuff. And there's a huge risk of pancreatitis. So if you have a history of pancreatitis, family history of it, you need to definitely steer clear. But also, if not, you need to know that this is a huge risk. And it's been handed out like candy, so much so that there is now a supply shortage, which is, I think, really terrible. Because some for the people that do need it and can't yeah, access that's not it, fair. That's not fair. It's not fair. I, I see like thought bubbles popping out of your head. So I'm going to pause and let you speak. Oh, gosh. Yeah, my brain is like, yeah, I'm just like picturing all these like Hollywood celebrities using it to lose 10 pounds when there's like someone obese that really can't get it. Mm-hmm. Um. I think I'm glad you mentioned all the side effects. And I think some people that are like anti these drugs are really pushing that like, oh, look at this list of side effects. But look at the side effects of being obese. Yeah. Being obese is extremely dangerous and unhealthy. We know that that causes risk for all chronic diseases. So those side effects, probably worth it for someone that is truly obese and has tried everything and really needs help. And I also had put this in here earlier. There's new CDC data that shows the prevalence of obesity shot up across all states in 2022. All states and territories now have obesity levels over 20%, 20%, and 22 states recorded over 35% of their populations are obese. 10 years ago, there were no states with over 35% obesity. There's There's clearly a huge problem. But then for me, my thing is, I think there is some magic in this where it can help people. Okay, the obese people that are like, I'm trying to eat well. I'm just, I'm hungry all day. I'm miserable. I, 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 I'm so overweight. I can't even work out because I'm in pain. If we can use those for those people while educating and coaching them to make the lifestyle changes, because it's obviously easier to make the healthy choices when you're not tired in pain and starving. Mm-hmm. If we can bridge the gap for those people. But you're right. It's such a such a personal thing. Yeah. If we could only, you know, ideal world, get people to sign a contract. I will do all the lifestyle, <laughs> behavioral, nutrition things, but al- allow me to get this kickstart. That would be the best. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that would be perfect. Of course, it's not going to play out that way all the time, but I do agree with you. Some people really do need the kickstart and some people truly do have insulin resistance. And this may be the only thing that gets them past because yes, obesity is a huge risk. Cardiovascular disease is a huge risk, and that is a benefit of these medications. It does, the research is really supporting the reduction in cardiovascular risk. So I think like know the bio-individual component, but it's just interesting to hear all these different kind of snippets and overheard. And I was on 
the train out to go to Long Beach and Long Island. And I heard this group of friends really like smashing it. They were just crushing people that are on these medications. And they were like, these people just need to go for a walk. Oh, wow. Yes. And wouldn't hurt, but it's more complicated than that. In a lot of situations. Yes. I'm like, most people do need to get more steps in their day, but there's so much more to it than that. And so I think before we start judging and shaming people for taking it, know that like maybe the person that you see taking it really does need it. And also know that maybe they don't need it. (laughs) Maybe, Maybe you can be the one to shed some light on it. I don't know. That's, that's tricky terrain. But I think yeah, it's like it's anything. Black and it's white. Like you don't really know what's going on in someone's life. So tread lightly. Be be gentle. Yeah. Yeah. All That's that strange. being said, I really felt it was important to talk about the research that we can find about these. And because I wanted to share more information with you guys. So I'm like going at it on Google. At some point, I switch over to DuckDuckGo, which is like a privacy protected search page. I was like, I don't know if I'm being fed a particular narrative. So I checked both. An overwhelming amount of studies have been funded by the drug companies that are standing to profit from these medications. Overwhelming. If you've heard of Novo Nordisk, it's that Danish company. It's now apparently the second largest company in Europe by market capitalization because of the increase in profit from these weight loss drugs in the last couple of years. Mm. It's insane. And now they're in a supply shortage. So like so much so that they have advised, like do not initiate any new patients on things like Ozempic and it, unless there are no suitable alternatives. I'm like, why aren't we starting here? How did we get to this place of a a shortage? Like, why were we just giving it out willy nilly in the first place? Well, it makes sense to me because they're making billions of dollars. So yeah. here's a stat for you. Novo Nordisk, their market share increased by 46% in the last two years. And they are projected to top $44 billion by 2030. That's absolutely insane. It's insane. Oh, oh my god! I found another headline on Fierce Pharma, which have you ever heard of that website? I haven't really explored no. it. I hadn't heard of it. I was like, what is this Fierce Pharma? <laughs> no. The headline... Commentary on on pharmacology and pharmaceuticals, yeah, medications. Hmm. The headline was "Making Us Thinner Will See Fatter Profits for Pharma," as Bloomberg's crystal ball predicts obesity drug sales hitting forty four billion by twenty thirty. So, reiterating what I just said, Mia's helping us get skinnier. Well, their pockets are getting fatter. Interesting play on words. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just wanted to roll through these studies. So I went through all of the big different research publications, JAMA 2023, headline efficacy and safety of these drugs. They reported positive results funded by Pfizer. AHA in 2022, headline evidence of cardiovascular risk reduction, which I do believe, I think there's some validity there, but funding support from the British Heart Foundation Research. Mm, Maybe that wasn't the best example. Lancet 2021, efficacy and safety again, positive results. Everyone that contributed, employees and shareholders of Eli Lilly and company. (laughs) Frontiers 2019, headline, time to consider GLP-1 drugs for type 2 diabetic youth population. This is getting scary in kids. 
they received research support from AstraZeneca and they serve as consultants for Novo Nordisk and some other things I can't pronounce, so I won't bother. PubMed headline extends healthy lifespan. That was interesting. I was like, ooh, tell me more. All authors and employees and shareholders of Novo Nordisk. What I didn't find is any studies on a healthy on a healthy population. They, these were all studies on type two diabetic adults. So my question is: Is it even helping people that are healthy and don't have diabetes? We know that diabetes mm. exists on a spectrum, right? You don't just become diabetic overnight. But if we're only studying people that already have that diagnosis and are in type two diabetes, which we know means that you've had insulin resistance for quite a long time. So I understand there's some gray area there. There's a spectrum, but we need to truly study healthy people if we're handing it out like candy to healthy people. Right. If you're 25 and you're a little overweight because you're binge drinking, you're eating fast food and you're not working out. I'm sorry, but what the fuck? We can bleep that out. Maybe. Maybe. I think I found this on DuckDuckGo when I started going on the other side. But NIH headline adverse effects. And then I checked the funding. So they did, they list, they listed a shit ton of adverse effects, things that I hadn't even heard of and things I didn't list earlier. But then I checked the funding. It said this work was conducted independently and was not supported financially. So that's where I found the dirt when <laughs> there was no wow. funding. Yep. And I found one other study on non-diabetics. But then when I scrolled, I found out that they studied an overweight and obese population. So maybe they weren't diagnosed diabetic, but they were unhealthy. So still not studying a healthy population and sponsored by Novo Nordisk. That's exhausting and disappointing. Yeah. Why am I sharing this with you? I think before we like just get dazzled by headlines, like I want to empower and educate you guys to understand how to read research and articles and blogs, like dig in. I always scroll down to the bottom. I'm like, I want to know who funded this. And then I'll go back and read it from the top. Because the headline is often very misleading. Definitely. Yeah. Always. So again, I think to wrap this up, there is a bio-individual component. You have to do the basics. No one has inherently a GLP-1 deficiency. And actually, we can support our natural GLP-1 production by doing many easy lifestyle nutrition things, which we reference in episode 205. I'll spare you right now. Yeah. Oh, and lastly, don't don't judge someone that's taking it if you don't know their whole story. Yeah. That's yeah. it. <sighs> Lots of good takeaways. Thanks for thanks for doing all the the deep dive on all the research. It's oh I spiraled. I was like, whoa, wild. what's happening here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could just see you like staying on your computer all night. Not well, not really all night, all morning. This was this morning. Yeah. I was yeah. like sitting out in the sunshine. I was like, ah. oh my gosh. Yeah. So, so much how to else be aware can we of. extend healthy lifespan, Renee? You have anything else to offer us? <laughs> well, quite a different study here. Um, you know, I love all my longevity research. So here's the headline. Longevity gene from the naked mole rat extends lifespan of mice. And I know Lauren's laughing because I love the naked mole rat. And if you have not seen, if you haven't seen what it looks like, please go Google naked mole rat. You're welcome. It's really cute. Super cute. Is it? Is it cute? No, it's actually like one of the scariest 
looking rodents. It kind of looks like it looks like one of those rodents from the Princess Bride. Oh my god! Right? Isn't that like Princess Bride vibes? Rodents have unusual size. Yes, except these are small, (laughs) but they look the same. This nightmares. Okay, so why do we care about naked mole rats? They're known for their long lifespans and exceptional resistance to age-related diseases. This is why they're studied all the time. They can live up to 41 years, which is nearly 10 times as long as similar-sized rodents. And like I said, they don't they don't contract diseases. There's no cancer. There's no heart disease, neurodegeneration, arthritis. So there's something going on there, right? So they do know that, that these naked mole rats have a longevity gene. They have been able to discover this. But the question is, what can we do with that? So they... They finally completed a study where they were able to put inject this gene into mice, which, you know, all the research done on mice for humans, um, the mice had a 4.4% increase in median lifespan. So we did see an improvement here. So the question is, could we see this in humans one day? Maybe. I don't know. I, I mean, like, I know that gets into a lot of gray area when we talk about injecting genes into humans. I know, I know, but yeah, yeah. I just want to know, did it make the mice uglier? <laughs> it wasn't the ugly gene. It was the longevity gene. Maybe they just need some like NAD plus skincare. Maybe that's what they need. Like they live forever, yeah. but they're ugly. <laughs> I know. Poor things. I feel bad for them. You know, but it is really fascinating. Yeah. All right. I'm going to stay tuned on the, I'm going to do like mm-hmm. a, an email alert, new research on naked roll mats. Yeah. Pushing to my email inbox. So inbox. Yeah. And if you're like me and you like any of this fun, latest longevity research, uh, the longevity insider, I get a daily email and they actually use AI to pull all of the latest longevity anti-aging research going on around the world. And they send you like the top five articles once a day. It's always really, really cool stuff. Some of it's like crazy, like gene editing and AI, but there's also a lot of like lifestyle stuff, like what you should be eating. So cool. I want that. My my mind went somewhere else because I heard you say insider. I was like, wait, cider? There's something like anti-aging about cider? Oh. Is it in, in longevity insight? In, insider. Insider. One word. I think it's fall and I'm thinking about cider. It is fall. All right. Yeah. The naked mole cool. rat. Okay. I have one more quick study because this came up in our biohacking conversation yesterday, our text string. A new study found that vaping suppresses immune cell activity. Exposure to e-cigarette vapor essentially froze neutrophils, which are white blood cells to support the immune system. It froze them in place, leaving them unable to protect the body. They also found an increased risk for respiratory disease. And I, I see teenagers everywhere vaping. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. And I know some people are aware of the harms, you know, what is it, you know, increasing risk for throat cancer, things like that, but um, it's shutting down your immune system. And so anyways, we were talking about this in our biohacking tech string because there's a new product that is in a vape pen, but it's like amazing ingredients. It's like a nootropic, I think I forget all the ingredients in there, like really cool stuff, but I'm like, can't you deliver it in a different way? Because it's the oil, the mechanism of it being vaporized, that's you're heating the it danger? and then inhaling it, and I'm. It's like burning your throat. But is that also what the danger is to the immune system? I don't know the, the exact vaporization part of, it. of. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'm really I'm not into anything vape. Yeah, we just we don't need to. We don't need to. No, even like nicotine mixture. 
Yeah. I guess it's like what smoking was in the fifties. It was like a cool thing to be holding people like everywhere in stores, restaurants, coffee shops, bars. It's everywhere. Yeah. I had a friend the other day. She told me she actually used to smoke like a lifetime ago. And for her, it was just the hand holding. She was like, I didn't mm. care about like the feeling, the buzz, the nicotine. It was the holding something in my hand. Mm. It's a whole nother topic, but that is a whole nother topic. <laughs> okay. We'll pin that for next time. All right. Thank you for that research, Renee. Happy to share it. All right. Last, well, second to last. What are we reading? What are you reading? Because I'm not reading. Can't read. I'm technically <laughs> listening. Okay. I know I'm late to the game. I am fully on board with Audible nowadays. Yeah. Um, love it. Because I love podcasts. So Audible just kind of made mm. sense. I'm still working through Outlive by Peter Atia. And I would recommend this book overall. I think he does a good job of breaking down like each chapter, nutrition, exercise, sleep, um, fasting, things like that. He is definitely a science guy. I mean, he's like, I'm only sharing it if there's science to back it up. But I think for someone new to the longevity research, I would recommend it. And he does a good job mm -hmm. with the Audible. I always love on Audible when it's the author that reads it. Yeah, Just, makes such a difference. Ah, so much better than like the monotone AI robot mm -hmm. or just a random person that doesn't know what they're reading. So I would definitely recommend that. I would say one, one key takeaway that keeps standing out in my head is how he talks about the research on fasting in people that don't have metabolic dysfunction. He's like, it's just, it's not there. He's like, I just, I'm not seeing it. He's like fasting for someone with a metabolic disorder. Absolutely. Amazing tool. But if you're healthy, he's like, I'm just not seeing the benefits. Okay. But also we could argue what is healthy because I look at CGM data all day long and it's such a spectrum that can very yeah. quickly tip in the wrong direction. Well, and I mean, he says metabolically healthy, but what's the latest statistic? Eight, 8 to 12% are actually metabolically healthy. Like, yeah, yeah, there's, unless you're in that very small percentage, you probably would benefit from fasting. Well, I would say majority of people reading his book fall into that category potentially. So he knows his audience, but that doesn't yeah. mean the fasting is bad. Yeah. And then there's yeah. so many nuances of fasting, which we've talked about before. But. So many nuances, but I've had so many clients coming to me. Did you hear Peter Tia doesn't believe in fasting anymore? I'm like, well, it's not that he just doesn't believe in it. There, again, nuances. There's nuances. Yeah. 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 Anyways, yeah, I'm excited it. for you to finish that book because the last chapter is really, whoa. Oh, really? Okay. I'm uh, I'm almost done the sleep chapter. So I think, I think my audible says I have like an hour and a half left. So I got to be getting close there. You're close and you're really okay. going to be thankful that he is reading it, not just a the final chapter. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I'm so excited. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Can't wait to see. Anything else you're reading slash listening to? Okay, I'll throw this into uh, kind of health related. Sober Curious by Ruby Warrington. I just love her, the way she approaches every like life. I just, I'm a big fan. Um, I also read her book, Women Without Kids. And I would say for any women out there that that don't have kids, you don't want kids, you can't have kids. I thought it was a very well done book. I would rec recommend that. But Sober Curious is just really cool because there's such a big Sober Curious movement. We're seeing it everywhere and like all the bars are offering mocktails and alternatives. And we've, again, we've talked about this on the podcast, but um, it's just interesting. And the chapter I'm on right now, it's about somewhat about the health effects of drinking alcohol. And she's like, I know that you're expecting me to tell you all the bad things it does to your health, but I'm not going to do that because you can Google that. <laughs> We're going to talk about like the mindset. It's like, you know, alcohol is bad for you, but people still drink it. So yeah, 
it's entertaining, entertaining and educating at the same time. So great. I'll add that to my list. Yeah. All right. I know you're not not reading reading anything, right? You've been reading wedding planning books. That's what you've been reading. I have. Well, wedding wedding planning, but also I just created a module for mycology psychology practitioner course, which is really awesome. I was just so grateful to be a part of that. But and then I have my course with Brendan that I'm still, I'm now halfway through the two-year program. So you've been busy. But I did listen to Outlive on on Audible. And that was, you know, it took me, do you remember the total time? It was something crazy. Oh, like but I started hours. it in April. I started in April. I've taken a yeah, long time a long to get through one. it. It's a long one. So I will probably listen to my next book rather than read. But um, I don't know. I'm in a whole like shift of lifestyle right now that the wedding is over. So I would like to return to my nighttime reading again, but I was going to fill in the rest of this category with just some wedding reflections. As I mentioned earlier, just felt like there was definitely some things to reflect on in terms of biohacking and, and health, because one, I think just acutely over the weekend, I was expecting to biohack my weekend and just have it be like epically biohacked and perfect. (laughs) Um, But funny, I did not step foot into the new state of the art gym that they had at our resort. Not once, never even opened the door. I didn't either. I looked in, I looked in the window. I'm like, Oh, it looks really nice. It was gorgeous. And I didn't go. Uh, And I slept a collective seven hours between Saturday and Sunday night. And as I mentioned also before, like my HRV has just been dropping and no matter what I do, like I've been injecting with NAD, doing all my supplements, like I did get really, really good sleep. That was such a priority in the months prior, but still, I think there just was such a hit to my nervous system. And, um, I did notice on several occasions that I, my body just felt kind of contracted. I don't know what the the lesson is here. Like I tried to breathe a lot, but, um, yeah, I think anyone, obviously anyone that's planned a wedding, but I think also just like moms in general that have a ton on their plate or check in with your nervous system. Really, I think there's no supplement or maybe potentially even amount of sleep that can counteract the way that you're receiving and perceiving stress. I was joking that if I was going to give advice to a future bride, like if any of my friends end up getting married in the near future, my three pieces of, pieces of advice would be do not wear a tight dress because my oxygen was definitely cut off. I felt like I couldn't breathe and uh, I ended up feeling like quite sick by the end of the night. Number two, I would say don't feel forced to eat a full dinner. That was the advice that I heard like for months prior that whole weekend. And even that day, everyone was like, eat, eat, eat. You got to eat. You got to eat. You have to eat. I'm like, why do I have to eat? One, I'm in a tight dress. Two, I actually ate plenty that day, like getting ready for the wedding. I would have been okay fasting through the evening. I really, truly believe that. So I'm like, what is this age old advice? Like maybe it doesn't apply to everyone. And it's just so interesting. It's it's something that's just put on repeat all the time. You have to eat. I'm like, now I'm like, why? Why? That's a good point. And it's probably because most people, again, are not metab- metabolically healthy so the average bride not eating all day because the nerves and nausea, whatever, they get hypoglycemic probably mid reception. That's really a good problem. Point. But you are really metabolically healthy. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have said that if I had skipped breakfast. But like, my friends made sure that I got an omelet. I had veggies. I had protein. 
Yeah. You know, most of my friends are gluten-free, dairy-free, and they're like, had all the health. We had the best food in our bridal suite. It was amazing. And yes, yeah. my blood sugar was stable. I would have been fine, but you're right. I probably for a lot of brides, blood sugar crash would not be a good thing. Um, but if I could go back and do it again, I would tell everyone to shut up. I don't really need to eat oh. dinner right now, especially because they stocked my fridge with all of the food later. I got to enjoy it later. And I really like didn't feel well by the end of the night, like forcing dinner in a tight dress, but I wish I hadn't worn a tight dress. But anyway, I told and- you to let me hook it one hook less. And you're like, no, <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, well. And the last thing, yeah. you know what? Maybe this will surprise people, but Renee and I both agreed. We wish we had taken a sleeping pill the night before. The night before. That's the only there thing I would have changed. No... How much CBD did you take that night? I'm pretty sure my dose is 75 milligrams of CBD. And I was doing that every hour or two throughout the night. I was like, one more dose has got to be it. One more, one more all, all night. Finally, by four o'clock, I think I Oof. fell asleep. Yeah. And we didn't really, I mean, I had a drink earlier in the night, but I don't think we weren't drinking in the hours prior to bed. No, I had like um, one cocktail at 6 p.m. No caffeine. So like generally the behavioral stuff was in place. It's not like we yeah. were naughty <laughs> yeah. and couldn't sleep. I think, again, yeah. just the nervous system was so ramped up. And so I was, we're saying this because I think in some situations, drug, a medication, something stronger may be the best thing. I wish I had taken taken a sleeping pill because I slept four hours the night before my wedding. And so did Renee. Yeah, I got five hours. That's great. I mean, and I usually sleep nine hours. So maybe five hours for some people is like, ah, it's an average night. But for me, that's half of my normal. Like, Yeah. yeah. Thank goodness for the makeup artist. I know. Yeah. And the eye gels. So good. But um. Yeah, I think I wanted to share that because I want to give permission. Like sometimes it's maybe the best thing. And same thing, like when I'm sick, if there's something preventing me from sleeping because I'm sick, I'm going to take something a little stronger. Maybe we don't always have to go super purist natural. Yeah. Use your discretion and don't, don't get hooked. You know, you can easily go down that path and never get out of it. But there are certain situations where it's really helpful. So uh, I ended up taking one Benadryl, <laughs> like four. Right. I was going to say, when we say sleeping pill, that to us, that's it's over the counter. You can get, it's the active ingredient in Benadryl. It's not like yeah. an Advil PM that has painkillers and all this other stuff. It's just the sleep component. For mm-hmm. me, I didn't want to take it because I can be groggy the next day. But what we, what I said to you the next day, I said, eight hours of sleep and grogginess is better than no sleep or five hours of sleep. I would have happily taken the grogginess and had like a shot of espresso and been fine. <laughs> totally. So, totally. Yeah. But that's over the counter. I'm not, t- I mean, I've never taken anything prescription wise. I don't know. That's like trazodone or yeah. 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 But we Anyways, made it. And you said we you were like, it. we're biohackers. We trained for this, right? The resilience. Oh, that's why. Wait, this is why I wanted to share that. This is the biggest oh. takeaway. Definitely. We trained yeah. for this. Because I found myself at at moments through the weekend, I was like being really precious with my energy, like really risk averse. We were driving to the venue. Jeremy was going five miles over the speed limit. And I was like, don't put me in danger. You know, five. And I just found myself kept, I was like stressing about anything that could put me in harm's way. Interesting. Um, Like going off the cliff dive at the pool. I was like, what if bump something or hit my head or something? 
which are real things. Yeah. But I found myself even, I'm not usually risk adverse and I was feeling kind of extreme. And then I had the thought, I'm a biohacker. Not that it's okay to hear your head, but I'm just saying in general, I didn't need to be so precious with my energetic resources because we train for this. We train to be resilient. That's yep. why we biohack and support our health and wellness journey is so that we can go into periods of, of stress or discomfort or something unusual, and we're going to recover from it. And right. I feel like I am recovering. I didn't check my aura rings that whole weekend. Probably and then I checked them idea. later, which is good for my mindset. And I'm bouncing back. Though I will say my my gray hairs came back despite taking spermidine. The gray hairs did come back. I think that was just, you know, stress, stress increased. Yeah. But I'm going to get back on my spermidine routine and we'll see if they go away again. I'm sure they'll but be gone. We made it through and we are resilient and I could not have done it without you, Renee. Ditto. She gave an incredible speech and we had a great time. It was the best wedding ever. Mm. It really was. Pretty magical. Yeah. Anyways, hopefully there was some kind of insight in there that was interesting or useful to you all. But that is the end of my wedding (laughs) reflections. We want to close out this episode with some future events, some exciting things that are coming up. Yeah. uh, Next up in November what is this, like six weeks out, uh, Dragonfly. So we are actually emceeing at the Dragonfly yeah. Conference. Woohoo! So you get to see us on stage a lot if you come. Um, it's going to be in Denver, Colorado, November 18th to 19th. You can still get tickets. Uh, you can save $100 with code biohacker100. It is primarily focused around women's health. Men, you are invited as well. But no, there will be a lot of discussion around women's health, hormones, all of that. But um, I'm excited. It's going to be a really fabulous group. Lots of great speakers. And the venue is just incredible. Looks beautiful. Yeah. Botanic Gardens. And Denver, anyways, is just such a beautiful escape. And pretty central for most people. So come. We haven't had an in-person event in so long. Like, come. Yeah. Love to see you all there. And then um, a couple things online. So we actually were just interviewed on the Inflammation Summit, which I believe is going live in November. Stay tuned. We'll try and link to that. And then the Hair Summit. This is pretty cool. These, oh my gosh, it's a, it's a really wide range of doctors and speakers uh, all about hair health. Everything from, I don't know, alopecia, hair loss, graying hair, all the things. So we got uh, to be interviewed for both of those. So we'll link to those in the show notes. Yeah. And as we get more information about access, It'll be in our weekly email campaign. And if you're not signed up for email campaign, we put a link in the show notes. So scroll down. That's where we always send out like the most recent updates, upcoming events, you know, everything in the know. So subscribe. We we don't flood your inbox. We send one, one to two emails a week. Yeah. All right. I have one more event, A4M, which is an anti-aging medical conference. It's going to be in Vegas as always in December. And Lauren, I believe you're still coming. Planning to. Okay. We got to get our tickets, but I will definitely be there since it's in my backyard. (laughs) Such a fun thing. And the expo hall is just like almost like a biohacking playground. Just so many great uh, tools and technology and lots of fun. So community. Community. Mm -hmm. So if you're, if you are ready for a community and to just shake it up and have fun, I don't know. Pick your place. Denver and Vegas are great options. Yep. All right. That's All a right, wrap on Biohackers 215. All right, Mrs. Watered. Great Mrs. to Woodhouse. see you. Mrs. Woodhouse. 
Thank you all, all right. for tuning in. As always, if you have any information you want to throw back at us or any questions about anything that we talked about, or I think I requested a few biohacks from you guys. So if you have answers to the things I threw out, give us a shout out biohackerbabes at Gmail, or you can find us on Instagram, biohacker underscore babes. And until next time. All right. See you next time. Love this episode of the Biohacker Babes podcast? Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We truly appreciate your support. Until then, happy biohacking. This podcast offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional.